the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the business savvy singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you are here. Singing is a great way to see the world and meet fascinating people. I have had many wonderful travel experiences during the course of my career. Music offers great opportunity for expanding one's horizons. I'd like to share one of my favorite stories with you. I had gotten an invitation to perform and manage a USO tour that was headed for a three-month engagement in the Far East, and I had accepted that invitation. I was to be the featured performer in a show that consisted of a band of five musicians, two female backup singers, a roadie, which is a guy that sets up your stage equipment, and a sound and lighting man. Off we went on a wonderful adventure. We flew from Cincinnati, Ohio, where I was living at the time, to Travis Air Force Base in Fairfield, California and then on to Elmendorf Air Force Base in Anchorage, Alaska. We arrived in Anchorage at two in the afternoon. It was extremely cold and it was very dark. What a shock. I had heard that Alaska was dark for extended periods of time in the winter, but I could not believe what I was seeing. It was incredible. Our assigned officer met us took us for a meal, and then got us settled in. We performed our show that evening for the troops. We had been in rehearsals for the shows for several weeks prior, and we had performed the show for family, friends, and company management. However, this was our first experience performing for the GIs, and we were very pleasantly surprised by how much they enjoyed and appreciated our performance. They cheered, clapped their hands, stomped their feet. They wanted to meet us after the show, and we were delighted to receive them. It was very rewarding to perform for the guys and gals that keep America safe. We knew that through this USO tour, we were in for a really unique experience. The next morning, we headed to Japan. From that point on, We were given military officer status, which allowed us to have many of the privileges that the officers had. 
We were officially part of the American Armed Forces, and we were proud to be bringing American culture and music to our service people overseas. We made the trip to Japan on the Flying Tiger Airline, which carried cargo and soldiers. There were not many amenities for our comfort. I remember receiving our first meal on the plane. Each passenger was given a box containing food. As a matter of fact, the boxes were tossed to us. There were three sandwiches, three small cartons of milk, fruit, cookies, and several other items of food in each box. I remember thinking that these guys must really be hungry. It seemed that there was enough food in one box to feed our entire band. During the course of that flight, we were each served three meals, all consisting of a lot of food. We spent our time on the flight eating, sleeping, and getting to know the soldiers who were being dispatched to the military bases in Japan. They were delightful. After a very long flight, we landed in Japan. We had a 48-hour opportunity to recover from our flight, and then we began a very rigorous travel and performance schedule. We performed at all of the military installations. It was really great. As company manager, I found that there were many things to manage, including cast members and making sure that all of the costumes and equipment arrived on time at every destination. I learned to count every item, including people, to be sure that we had everything. We had 34 items. Once I had counted and was assured that we had 34 things, we were ready to move on to our next location. Managing the band and tech guys was no easy feat. We often had to leave our hotel very early in the morning in order to arrive at our show venue on time. Frequently, we had to be flown by helicopter to remote performance locations. So it was crucial that everyone got up and met our ground transportation provider on time. We had several close calls, but we always made it. On days off, I often sought loan activities so that I wouldn't have to be responsible for anyone else. Everyone was on his or her own. One day, I ventured into Tokyo to see if I could find the Saks Fifth Avenue department store which I had always seen advertised in all of the fashion magazines. I thought that it would be easy and that I could enjoy a little shopping on my day off, maybe take home some nice souvenirs. The Tokyo subway lines are color-coded. I thought, how hard could this be? I took the yellow line from the military base, so all I had to do was to take the yellow line back, except it wasn't that simple. I found the Ginza, or the shopping area, and browsed through some of the stores. Of course, I couldn't talk to anyone or ask any questions, as I didn't speak a word of Japanese. People were staring at me because I looked different, but there was no hostility in their faces. During this time, there were no women soldiers fighting in the military, so there weren't many American women in Tokyo, and there certainly weren't many African American women there. 
I was a novelty, and the people were very curious about me. They stopped in their tracks and gaped. I smiled at them, and they smiled back. One woman with her young daughter came up to me and caressed my face. Though odd, it was very sweet. We couldn't communicate in language, but we communicated. It was beautiful. After an hour or so, I decided to head back to the base. Suddenly, I was completely turned around and confused. I don't know what happened, but I couldn't remember which way I needed to go to get back to the subway. I told myself not to panic and to try and ask someone. I figured surely someone spoke English. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find anyone who spoke English, but then, off in the distance, I saw a small uniformed man standing outside what looked like a phone booth. I immediately rushed over to him and began asking where the subway was. He just stood looking at me with a smile on his face. After a few minutes, there were ten small uniformed men standing around me. They were policemen and they were there to help. The only problem was that they couldn't understand me and I couldn't understand them. It was all very friendly and after a while we all began laughing. Finally one of them went into the little structure that looked like a phone booth. It was a police box with a phone inside. This gentleman dialed a number said a few words in Japanese, and handed the phone to me. There was an English-speaking voice on the other end of the line. I was so relieved, and so were the policemen. The policeman that called had told the voice where I was. All I had to do was tell him that I was looking for the yellow subway line and that I was an American USO entertainer headed back to the military base. He told me to wait right there and that he would send a car to take me back. Within five minutes, a small police car pulled up and the driver gestured to me to get in. I did, and he gave me first-class service back to the base. He spoke English very well, and along the ride back to the base, he pointed out several landmarks and told me interesting facts about Tokyo. After about 20 minutes, the little police car pulled onto the base, and I emerged, so relieved to be back in familiar territory. All is well that ends well, but I never ventured out alone again. What an experience. The Business Savvy Singer podcast features conversations with successful singers sharing best practices from their experience in the business. We hope that you will join us each Wednesday for a fresh and fun conversation with a singer who is thriving in the business. Absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you as part of this business savvy community. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the private music studio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, 
and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. For more information on how to build your own music career, check out the privatemusicstudio.net to learn the tools to grow your business successfully. To learn more, visit our website or check out our show notes for the direct link. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Greta Pope on Instagram and Twitter and the privatemusicstudio.net on Facebook. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.